Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Turn down what's going on, everybody. It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 134 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Shout out to everybody who listened to episodes 132 and 133. Much love and respect to you. And uh, nothing new going on here, just getting ready for uh, you know, the uh, college football season is kicking off, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, Labor Day weekend coming up, but you know me i gotta work but hey it is what it is um so yeah i'm excited to see you know what the huskers got in plant got in store you know got planned with uh we're starting a freshman quarterback and we got scott frost as our coach so you know i know a lot of folks are excited i mean last season was tough last couple seasons were tough for us it's been tough since uh since we got rid of uh, Frank Solich back in the day, right? So we had some some rough seasons, but now we got a you know we got a, 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 a national championship coach you know here. I know uh, his old college Central Florida. They were uh, they were finally recognized as a, a national title holder. So shout out to them. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna see what happens this Saturday. We play uh, Akron, so it's just one of them. You know them gimme games you know what i'm saying playing the lesser school and testing out the new offense and things like that so we shall see what happens but let's go ahead and get started on this good old summer jam screen what should we talk about i guess we'll talk about john mccain briefly uh this man just passed um and everybody's kind of forgetting uh you know uh just uh some of the the fuck shit that he did i guess is one of those god bless the dead type things but everybody keeps playing that um that clip of that woman calling obama a muslim and hit him kind of standing up for obama but what we don't see is how he was talking slick about muslims by saying uh, president obama is a decent man like muslims aren't decent men like what the fuck but you know, there were some other questionable things, just how he was voting against, uh, you know, Martin Luther King holiday. And this was back in, uh, what was this, 83 or something like that, that he uh, voted against making it a national holiday. Then, uh, you know, in 2008, uh, he was talking about that uh, something about, you know, we give greatness its due. Sometimes it takes a long time. And that was a mistake on my behalf voting against uh making uh martin luther king uh day a uh, federal holiday and shit like that and it's just like okay you were trying to run for president and shit like that so you're looking a little bit funny in the light but um y- y'all's president the so-called president the cheeto in chief uh he was being uh king tom petty out here and uh with the lowering of the of the flags for him for this man passing now uh one of uh mccain's final wishes i guess was to have uh 
George W. Bush um, speak at his uh, funeral and uh, President, former President Barack Obama speak at his funeral. But he didn't invite, he didn't want, you know, uh, the Cheeto in chief there. So this is like two funerals that a sit-in president has uh, not been invited to. Remember, it was Barbara Bush and now John McCain. So this just says a lot about this man who was sitting uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue in that big ass house. But he was being petty by, uh, you know, he lowered the flag for one day. You know, most presidents lower the flag until the funeral, you know, keep the flags at half staff until the funeral. But he put them right back up the next day. <laughs> and this man caught so much hail in the media from both sides, the right and the left. Like I said, two wings of the same bird. Uh, that he had the White House staff uh, re-lower the flags and uh, he didn't take any questions about this man either like they were they they was beefing pretty tough and uh, you know I guess uh, the Cheeto in chief was like you know if I ain't got nothing nice to say at all I ain't gonna say shit at all you know it was one of those things so it's 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 odd to see these uh, folks beefing on the same side of uh, on that right wing of the bird but it's whatever. I don't give a fuck. Let's see what else we got on that good old Summer Jam screen. We got that shooting at the uh, EA uh, Madden, tur- Madden tournament. Um, I was going to talk about that in depth, but, you know, there's there's pretty much nothing else to say. I mean, this is some some crazy white boy went up in there, got beat, got mad, and he, he killed a, a, a black boy. A uh, little tw- uh, 21-year-old black man, and then he killed another uh, Caucasian uh, man too, and uh, he injured a few others. I think it was like 10 or 11 people injured, two dead. May they rest in peace. Then he turned the gun on himself with his fuck shit, and uh, you know, so they're trying to say that mental illness is playing at hands, and there's no, the only thing, only mental was hurt. Uh, the only thing that mentally happened was that he was hurt. His pride was hurt. That he got his ass beat in the tournament. That's pretty much it. He got his ass beat in the tournament, got pissed off, and, you know, found out that nobody's going to bow down to him. And then he just, you know, opened fire. Then he turned the gun on himself because he realized, oh, I done did some fuck shit. There's no coming back for this. I ain't built for prison. So let me go ahead and take my own life. That's exactly what happened. So now we're talking about the whole gun control and all this other shit. Um, you know how I feel about gun control. Could we have stricter background checks? Absolutely. But do we need to stop selling guns? Hell to the fuck no. Do we need to have gun reform? Hell no. Because what happens with gun reform is this. They start targeting uh, poor folks and then they start targeting non-whites. That's what they really do. They have these gun buyback programs and they just set up shop in the hood. You don't ever see them in the suburbs or anywhere like that or in white flight areas. It's always let's take away the guns from the poor and from the non-whites. That's pretty much what it breaks down to. And I'm not with that shit at all. And it's the same thing with these drug buyback programs, right? So they tell people they can turn in their opioids and shit like that. But now it used to be, you know, turning your prescription pills and used to be like a central location in the middle of the city and then uh, in the poor parts of the city. But this shit is hitting so bad that they they're forced to set up shop in, um, you know, different uh, white flight areas uh, throughout, you know, metropolitan areas throughout the country. Um, so that's just how I feel about gun control. Could we have stricter background checks? Absolutely. And I believe the ATF really do need um, their firearm files need to be filed digitally as opposed to fucking paper. 
takes too fucking long but that's all that i say there uh when it comes to that um but i do feel like there would be some discrimination there with a stricter background check because they will try to use you know that pseudo race science if there was a a group of uh black men or black women or any other non-whites coming in you know trying to get their uh permit to purchase or their concealed carry permit they will start you know breaking down some pseudo bullshit science you know to justify you know that was used back in the days to justify and subjugate non-white specifically black people so that's how i feel about gun control so let's move on uh let's see here did y'all hear about this story it was on a uh, world star I told y'all I was gonna stop fucking with it, but sometimes they'll have some some jewels in that that cesspool of shit. But there was a security guard who was a former cop named Mark Dargy or Dargy, and this man, uh, like I say, he was a former cop. They won't say why he was fired, but now he was a security guard, and he just lost his job as a security guard because he went to the bar and asked for a fucking Trayvon Martini. Now a Trayvon Martini is a uh, one shot of vodka and watermelon juice and the guy said it only takes one shot to take him down the bartender was black he said this to bartender kicked him out and posted about the exchange on facebook white supremacists are some sick ass individuals so i googled a trayvon martini so there's videos on how to make it there's all kind of uh, different threads on different uh, sites like Reddit and 4chan about this and just sick ass jokes. Like I didn't know that it went to this extreme that, you know, closeted white supremacists and outright white extremists just sit up and make, you know, jokes about non-white, specifically black people. I didn't know they just sit up and just joke like that just sit up all damn day some of these threads you know some of these threads continued from like two years ago up until this day of people still commenting and talking about you know black folks as a whole and it is just disgusting like that is it's just and you know and it's funny to me because these are the people who always talk about the race card and be and it being pulled but it's just like shit you motherfuckers are sitting at a goddamn race slot machine or a race casino you just sitting up here just you know all hands on deck let me put my whole paycheck on the table and let me bet on black it's like what the fuck is going on here like i didn't know it was like i looked at the comments on world star and it's always you know just you know nigga this nigga fest but these people on these these different chats and like reddit and shit like that and other um little bullshit chat rooms this like i said these threads be like years long and people be like oh i'm glad i found this and just you know just laughing and talking about didn't do nothings and just all this we was kings it's like damn y'all don't have a life but this goes down to you know break down to what a lot of these scholars say and along with the um the uh, the brother Tariq Nashi says is you know racism white supremacy is just all based on the subjugation of black folks that's why they ain't really just came up with some extermination plan uh you know to get rid of black folks because their livelihood is just based on them not being black you know treating us like shit and then waking up and be like oh at least i ain't a nigger and you know it also it 
you know, and, you know, like I said, black scholars say it. And then, you know, black critical thinkers always say this. And even a former president even said this shit. Just how deep that it fucking runs. Now, remember, the Southern strategy is all about speaking in dog whistles to uh, get that racist white vote. You know what I'm saying? And Lyndon B. Johnson, LBJ, said it best. He said, and I quote, if you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice you're picking his pocket. Hell, give him somebody to look down on and he'll empty his pockets for you. And that's what the Cheeto in Chief is doing right now. But that, that that's just amazing to me that, you know, you can just see these folks just sitting up here, just on these threads, doing this disgusting shit and just coming up with something a fucking Trayvon Martini. You know how disgusting that is? Like that was a child that got killed. You know what I'm saying? Just for walking and grab some Skittles and grab an Arizona tea. You know what I'm saying? At the 7-Eleven. That's disgusting. But let me get back to this, uh, this fucking story. So... You know, like I said, I was looking at the comments and I just, you know, I couldn't imagine waking up thinking about another group and how I think I'm better than that group of people and then go online and proclaim how my people are better than that group that I so-called despise. But maybe that's why, you know, black folks are in the position that we're in. You know, we don't take the system of racism, white supremacy seriously enough. You know, like I'm saying, these white supremacists will die to uphold the system. I mean, you look at Dylan Roof, you know, he just sacrificed himself, went to that black church, you know, played like he was there for, you know, uh, Bible school or, you know, for prayer group. And then he just opened fire and killed these folks. You know, they even tried to, you know, the system even tried to give him some leeway and, uh, you know, say that his IQ was too low to stand trial. And he blatantly told the courts you know he knew exactly what he was doing you know they all believe this same pseudoscience about blacks um you know they just live eat and breathe white supremacy it's to the point now you know that justice looks like discrimination to them you know when you see some some black folks come up or some brown folks come up you know any other non-white group come up off of something you know just some kind of just anything and it's just like, oh, this is reverse racism and all this other bullshit. It's just a cesspool, man, of just bigotry and, you know, just of hidden faces and anime avatars. I mean, y'all are just disgusting. You know, just to even come up with this drink. But this man was fired. And uh, the news clip that I was watching, they said that he was fired uh, or let go from the police department. But they won't say why. And these are the type of people that we got patrolling our streets. And it's just something to really think about. We really have to rethink of how we police and things like that. And we have to go after these police unions. We really do. Because them motherfuckers move like the goddamn mob out here. They move like the fucking mob. But, um, you know, rest in peace to Trayvon Martin. Rest in peace to that, that young soul. Um, but let's, let's go ahead and move on. It looks like... Um, Omaha is getting a casino. You know, gambling is illegal here. Uh, but the Ponca tribe has announced that a new casino called Prairie Flower will be opening up in October in Carter Lake, Iowa. Now, if y'all 
from here, y'all know the story of Carter Lake, but for the folks who don't know, so Carter Lake is this small lake uh, area that's on the north side of town, like northeast Omaha, north downtown by the airport, and it's on the Nebraska side of the river, but it's considered Iowa. There was this whole story um, dating back years, decades ago, like it used to just bounce back and forth. It used to be part of Nebraska, then it was part of Iowa, then it's back to Nebraska, and now it's, now it's permanently part of Iowa. I don't know how this works, but it's just some weirdo shit. It's pretty much just a, a lake with a bunch of houses, and then you got, you know, a poor part of it where a bunch of meth heads act up, and you just have a cesspool of meth heads with the, you know, you got, like, meth mouth Mary out there, and, you know, selling that fruit cocktail, trying to get a, a get a hot bag of that dog food, and, you know, just, just all out there, and so, um, even though it's in Nebraska, it's considered Iowa, it's some weirdo shit, very odd, very odd but you know growing up folks always used to go down there go down to the lake and you know that's where i used to be jet skiing and shit like that and you know folks grill out and hooping you know we'd be running fives down there and shit like that and i think i even yeah i got in a fight with some clan members down there i don't know if they were some clan members or what but you know they had them stars and bars and shit so it was my man's beef was their beef you know it was my beef so we was down there with the shits just dumb, young and dumb but I still have that that mantra to this day but so we got a casino opening up i'm i'm writing about memories down here but uh we got a casino opening up so it's not going to have any card table games yet it's just going to be slot machines down there so um i don't know we'll see we'll see how that goes because like i said that's a heavy heavily methed out area like they have these beautiful lake homes but then you turn the corner and it just looked like a whole bunch of trap houses and shit like that. I remember, and it sucked, I used to do a route down there and um, uh, when I was doing trash. And then you have to drive all the way out to fucking Glenwood, Iowa to dump the trash because you couldn't dump it in Nebraska because it was technically part of Iowa. And that's a long ass drive to Glenwood to the dump out in Iowa. Fucking long as hell. And you just feel like you in no man's land driving out there. Uh, so that was a long ass day for me I only did that route a couple weeks And I was like fuck this But anyway so we got this casino popping off And I know there's going to be a lot of incidents Going on because um, Like I said a lot of shady Shit be going on down there So you got winos down there You got meth heads down there But you also got the airport down there And a bunch of hotels So them, that Ponca tribe is about to get P-A-I-D They about to get pizzade um, and they named uh, the uh, the casino Prairie Flower after I think Standing Bear, Chief Standing Bear's daughter. I believe that's what it, uh, it was named after. Um, so I know I'll probably be down there, you know, just to check it out that opening night when shit is all clean and popping. But I know in about you know a couple years, it's, that's shit. Motherfuckers gonna be selling dog food out of there, hot dog food, and that fruit cocktail gonna be selling in that bathroom. So gonna be glory holes galore but hey i didn't go over 30 minutes that's pretty much all i had for the summer jam screen hey hey but real quick though uh let me know what y'all think of that lebron james video because uh the mainstream media is uh is painting it as lebron didn't fuck don't fuck with white people growing up now 
he has that new show, The Shop. Is it on? It's either on HBO or Showtime, and you know TMZ ran with it. LeBron James said he doesn't fuck with white people, and that, that's it. No context, nothing. And you know white folks ain't gonna click on the link. They just in the comments reverse racism. Nike should take away his contract, and da 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 da. The NBA should kick him out, and all this other shit. And it's just like, well, the contracts are already signed, so I don't know. They would just have to pay him out, so he still be a rich nigga to y'all. But the thing was, he was talking about growing up in the hood and him going to that, uh, was that St. Vincent, uh, Our Lady Mary High School that he went to, SVM or something like that. And uh, he was talking about that growing up previous to high school, he never saw white folks coming into the hood. And it was just that mentality of, well, they don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with you. And then he was going into high school with the mentality of, I'm going to this all-white high school. I'm just here to ball and see what I can do to make my situation better. I ain't trying to make no friends or nothing because didn't, no, didn't none of these people fuck with me growing up. And then he warmed up, you know, to uh, to his classmates and shit like that. And they would roll to parties, you know, uh, with him. Uh, with his black friends parties and shit like that that's that's all it was it wasn't no militant ass we need to bring build a separate nation and kill whitey and all this other shit and grow our own food and poison white folks it wasn't none of that shit but boy them comments on tmz was like world war three all you saw was reverse racism you know take his money away and shit like that then you had black folks typing out whole paragraphs and we have to stop that we have to stop beefing with these white folks online because it just feels like you're explaining yourself and this man to them like they're an authoritative position over you they're not let them wallow in that dusty ass cesspool of racism white supremacy let them wallow in it and bathe in it because it's just going to eat them alive racism white supremacy eats its own kind once it runs out of non-whites and specifically black folks it just and like i said before they need us for ego boost stop explaining yourself and putting it because it just seems like you're in an inferior position and you're trying to explain to your parents what's going on you know oh you don't get black culture let me let me explain it that's that was my whole issue with the the fucking show blackish because it literally explains black culture to white folks that's exactly what it does and it's just like why couldn't this just be a show you know what i'm saying why couldn't it just be a show about the topics and not have to explain it so goddamn blatantly from point a to point b that's why i don't fuck with the show blackish but i am going off on a tangent and a rant so i'm gonna leave it to my man hove hey yo hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like dope selling hope like dope it's our justice system i mean i didn't i say this before in the past episode briefly what was it 133 or 132 um let me t just uh, talk about this bullshit now remember i talk remember before in summer jam i was talking about how we need to uh i just said briefly how we need to you know address these police unions and shit like that y'all remember uh betty shelby that oklahoma cop who killed terrence crutcher the brother whose uh, car was in the middle of the road, and she said that he was trying to reach back in there to grab a gun, but it, the window was rolled up, so how was he gonna reach back in there? 
and uh, she shot him down dead, and her husband was in the, the overhead uh, chopper talking about that looks like a bad dude right there. And then before the verdict came in, she knew she was going to get off. She was so damn bold that she went on 60 Minutes and uh, was talking about the case because she knew that she was going to get off. She had that much faith in the justice system and that blue wall, and she was correct. So now uh, Betty Shelby is teaching a class down there in Tulsa. She works for the uh, sheriff's office right now, um, the sheriff's department or whatever the fuck you call them. She's down there teaching a class on how to deal with, and I quote, she said, the Ferguson effect, which is how cops should deal with the media and uh, uh, protesters and or, uh, freedom fighter organization groups. So she's telling her story and telling the cops how to deal with the so-called backlash uh, if they get into a situation where they didn't kill somebody black. Now, she says that this is a, a class to help cops deal with trauma when they have a life-threatening event or something of that extent. But this ain't nothing but, you know, giving somebody the tools to uh, sell hope like dope, bullshit the media, bullshit protesters and bullshit organizers, uh, organizations that are uh, out here fighting for justice. That's all that this is. And so we, the people of Oklahoma, they're on Betty Shelby's ass. They, they've released a press release, you know, just being on her ass since last year. And the shooting happened a couple years ago, back in 2016. And so this woman is still out here teaching in uh, this class. She's been teaching it since, uh, what they say, last October or some shit like that. And uh, it's just now getting wind to the public. And the class is free. She ain't getting paid for it or something like that. But I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what's the benefit of this class, you know, because she's talking about all the pain that she went through after uh, killing this black man. But what about all the pain his family is going through, still going through, you know, of losing a, a son, a brother, you know, like what the fuck, a uncle, like what? Wh what about them and so the crutcher family you know tried to reach out to the uh you know the sheriff's department to get her removed from that class and uh they said no they're still going to have the class and that's what it comes down to these dollars and electing these sheriffs that's that's what it is electing these county sheriffs and that's what it is electing that head honcho so this is where your vote comes into play this is where local politics comes into play you know you can't just be out here marching and dancing in these streets you know, you have to turn that around into some action and you need to get these people up out the goddamn paint when election time comes. That's what it boils down to. And um, as far as Betty Shelby running around here, you know, doing this goddamn class, well, this woman just thinks she's the Teflon Don out here. You know, she's just running around here, just untouchable. And, and the Ferguson effect, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is the Ferguson effect. You know, black folks are tired of being killed in the street, shot down like a goddamn dog in the street. And, you know, black folks are starting to rise up and, you know, realize their worth. So I guess that is the Ferguson effect. I guess that's what they call it. Um, but, yeah, that's it's, it's just nothing more than selling hope like dope and gassing up these uh, 
these uh these cops who are out here killing folks and you know they take this class and you know they feel all warm and fuzzy inside and they realize ain't shit gonna happen to them they're gonna be a-okay they just have to weather the storm and deal with the outrage for a little bit and then go about their damn business back to harassing black folks and other non-whites in the streets and poor folks but that's all it is is just selling hope like dope like this is the epitome this is the definition of selling hope like dope that's just what it is this woman you know people thought shit was gonna be gravy when she stepped down but she just moved on to a different you know uh law enforcement department she's a sheriff now you know they was gonna have her on desk duty with the uh the oklahoma the tulsa pd or whatever and then she was like nah i ain't gonna do that so then they hired her at the sheriff's department and you know white supremacists don't get fired they just get transferred and that's the damn truth. And that's why people are out here fighting for justice and hooting and hollering in the streets. But we really need to learn how to weaponize our vote. Because that sheriff just said, no, fuck you to the Crutcher family. We still gonna have this woman teaching this goddamn class. So that's when that comes into effect. You know, you have to really study these people's background and you have to just move as one, move as a unit and weaponize your vote. That's pretty much all I gotta say about selling hope like dope. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey yo my guy, my hands are full, give me a hand here, can you hold this L? I got it, I got it my guy, I'm holding it right now. Alright, so moving on to holding this L, taking a loss, we have to give it to the uh, the young man, uh, Paris Denard, uh, this is the uh, black Trump talking head on CNN, and this is the guy who's always very spicy and you know willing to put his throat on the line for uh the cheeto in chief the so-called president now as y'all know hopefully y'all know this man was suspended from cnn amid um due to allegations uh made against him uh for sexual harassment um and this was at let's see here uh arizona state uh this was about uh four years ago uh, he was fired uh damn that's that's crazy um let's see here oh yeah yeah cuz was fired um for making uh sexually explicit comments and gestures towards women now if y'all looked at paris denard now he, he looked a little a little light in the draws you know a little light in the feet you know, so I don't, I don't know what's going on here. So he's 36-year-old uh, staunch Republican. Now, uh, I'm going to just, you know, call a spade a spade and just tell you right now, Coonan won't save you. It, it, it ain't. It ain't going to happen. I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised to see uh, the IRS at the doorsteps of uh, them two uh, them two grandma coons. What's them, uh, them grandma coons? Uh because the one has always got a glass of Kool-Aid in a wine glass. and like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know them, them women's name. I didn't forgot them women's name because they made a, a, a response to Eminem's uh, freestyle about the Cheeto-in-Chief. Oh, uh, man. Something in Diamond. Sparkling Diamond. I, I, okay, I, I, can't, I can't think of that. But, like I said, I won't be surprised if uh, the IRS comes knocking on their doorsteps to look at uh donations from the uh that that thirteen hundred dollar donation that they done got from uh the cheeto in chief for all that cooning that they done been doing and that they're still doing 
and uh, them bad lace fronts that they're wearing. But I'ma just keep it keep it a hundred. Uh, you know, Coonan won't save you. We don't need any. America doesn't need any uh you know uh black talking heads defending white supremacy because right now we're uh we're ushered into an era where um the bigotry is just outright in the opening in your face so we don't need anybody you know to decipher the dog whistles not to decipher the dog whistles uh, a lot of times these black talking heads who defend white supremacy they muddle up the uh the uh, dog whistles when you know what exactly what an administration is saying they'll come in and try to muddy it up you know to try to confuse you and just and get you talking in circles and you know to go on about your goddamn day and leaving you confused and like oh maybe this administration really ain't that racist you know or that bigoted or prejudiced and uh so that's pretty much the job but right now it's just so out in the open just due to who we have in the office the the, the cheeto in chief that we have in the office and just how he's blatantly out here you know talking about neo-nazis are very fine people and uh you know this muslim band and how he's done so much great stuff for black folks which he ain't done a damn thing for this is actually the still the obama effect is what's going on right now as far as joblessness i mean as far as jobs and different things like that and low african-american unemployment but what they don't tell you about unemployment and i think i broke this down before unemployment uh depends on two things uh those numbers it's always people who are on unemployment assistance who's getting that money you know what i'm saying unemployment benefits and those who are seeking a job those are the numbers that they use they don't tell you about you know the the brother out here you know trying to make ends meet you know getting that hand to hand money they don't tell tell you about that they don't tell you about the people who are who are not actively looking for a job who then turn to the bottle or you know then turn to a pipe or some shit like that they don't tell you about that they don't tell you about true unemployment it just goes off of people actively searching for a job and those who are getting unemployment benefits so it's all a big smoke screen you see what i'm saying but paris denard you know he had some he got fired for uh sexual misconduct and you know harassment and shit like that so cnn was just like you know what we actually don't need you we really don't need you you know we don't need that opposition talking point because the uh cheeto in chief himself is just so hostile and just so damn stupid and talks out of both sides of his mouth that we really just don't need any black talking heads to be sucking the fart out of the cheetos and chief's ass so paris denard what you need to do is uh you know go somewhere go in a dark room get to meditating get into thinking and just try to regain your blackness that's what you really need to do because this is disgusting just how you defend this uh, administration and this man and how you're so loyal to a party that's not loyal to you okay so you you need to just stay home you know sit on your couch watch bet watch bet her you know what that, that, there's a channel called BET Her, and they be having some fire ass movies on there. I know it's geared towards women, but it's been a couple times me and the wife done sat up and watched a, a movie on there, and I didn't watch a couple movies on there on my days off on Tuesdays. Uh, some of that shit is fire, and a lot of times they'll play like old sitcoms and shit like that, and it's just not the same old like regular BET just will baby boy your ass to death. Like I get so goddamn tired of seeing Snoop Dogg roll up in that. 
goddamn car rolling down the window, mean mugging with them Shirley Temple curls. Oh man, I'd be ready to throw my goddamn remote at the TV. But that BET Her channel, that shit is fire. That shit is low key fire. And if y'all get it, y'all need to start fucking with that channel. That's low key fire. But anyways, uh, I'm ranting. Let me let me chill. So Paris Denard, I need you to hold this damn L, and you can practice shining it up too, player. Peace. You win. Perfect. Alright, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes, I have to give it to the jury in the trial of uh, the murder of uh, Jordan Edwards. Um, Roy Oliver, remember this is the police officer who uh, fired into the, the car of those, uh, those kids that were leaving a house party. Uh, that somebody called the cops on because it was being too loud and Roy Oliver lied and said that he felt that his partner's life was in danger and the car backed up aggressively towards them but then they looked at the body cam footage and the car was actually driving away from them when the cops pulled up and Roy Oliver hopped out and started firing towards the back of the vehicle as it drove away from them so I say shout out to the jury because they found this man guilty of uh, manslaughter and he is going to uh he's facing 15 years in prison he's been sentenced to 15 years in prison uh what sucks is he'll be eligible for parole in seven and a half years so he has to serve half of that um now his uh his mama got on the stand and was talking about uh you know she feels that he should serve five years and then uh his wife got on the stand she's speaking spanish talking about they got an autistic child and he needs to be home but what's crazy is his half sister actually testified against him and said she hopes he gets what he deserves and the actual nail in the coffin was his uh was his partner saying that his life was not in danger and uh when those kids were driving off away from them that he never feared for his life at all so that's what was pretty much the nail in the coffin i know he only got sentenced to 15 years and he's only going to probably serve seven and a half if he makes it there because you know cops in jail really don't make it at all so we will see what happens with that but this is a start this is a start towards justice and I know there's many, many parents out there who've lost a loved one, you know, lost their child, you know, to a senseless act of violence being uh, by a police officer. And they wish that, the, you know, some of these uh, that these murderers would, you know, be serving at least 15 years in prison. So not all heroes wear capes. You know, I'm, I'm surprised. You know, I'm very surprised. You know, some of these some of these heroes are sitting on the jury and they they stand for justice. So I know it's not the death penalty or life sentence, but it's a start. It's a start. It's a very good start. And so I salute them all the way through, all the way damn through. All right. So moving on to the last segment of the show, it's been a kind of a quick show. I'm sorry about that. But uh, wasn't too much going on in the news that I felt that was, you know, worth my time. I'm sorry, guys. But uh, moving on to health over wealth, you know what I say. Without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So we're sticking on the theme, sticking to the theme of African proverbs. And this proverb says this. Cross the river in a crowd and the crocodile won't eat you. Now say that again cross the river in a crowd and the crocodile won't eat you all right 
That's that could be a symbol for many things, but it's all about working together, being on the same page. You know, we are tougher together than we are individually. All right. So we need to work together as a group to accomplish goals and to turn this system around. So you think about the crocodile as the system of racism, white supremacy. And you think of the, uh, the crowd as your group of people. All right. Your 300, your 200, whatever it is, it's your group of people. But you need to recruit more and you all need to be on the same page and start all working towards justice. And justice looks like harmony on the planet and nobody being subjugated. That's what it looks like. So that has been episode 134 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. And as always, I have nothing but love and respect for y'all. Stay tuned for another lesson of the G Code. And I will see y'all next week. All right. One. Welcome to the G Code. God damn. Oh, God damn. The game fucked up and I ain't got no friends and I done spent my last $70,000 on the drop top beans. Oh, cause I'm a trill nigga. Down to put the 45 to his heel figure. Alright, let me chill for they hit me with copyright infringement or some shit like that. Shit, rest in peace to Pimp C. Alright, welcome to this G Code. Shout out to myself and Tyrone Biggums. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro. So we're on to a G Code Lesson 8. And this one is very important. Uh, a lot of us fellas do this shit. And, uh, and it's to never hold anything in. Express yourself, but don't become overly emotional. And never go off through email or text. Always verbal. You always got to let them words out into the universe. And what do I mean by never hold anything in? It's one of those things where, say you're at work. And uh, somebody does something on the job that's very disrespectful towards you and you just let the shit slide. And then you're going home, you're on that drive, that commute home from work and you're just like, you know what? I shouldn't have let that shit slide. I shouldn't have let that motherfucker Teddy do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I should have did this. I should have did that. I could have done that. Oh, I, should, I didn't even think about doing this. You know, it's one of those. And so you're just thinking constantly in your mind about what you should have did, should have, would have, could have. And that's a bad feeling for a fella out here, you know, for a big fella out here. That's, that is a bad fucking feeling to not ever express yourself because that motherfucker felt comfortable enough to disrespect you. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're the quiet type. You know, I'm a very quiet individual, but I'm always thinking, but I still let a motherfucker know what time it is off rip. And that's what surprises a lot of people um, just because my manner is just so calm and peaceful. But don't fuck with my peace. See what I'm saying? So this is what I mean by never holding anything in and express yourself. But don't become overly emotional. Like, say uh, you, you meet Teddy, you know, say Teddy did the disrespectful thing again. And you're like, you know what, Teddy, motherfucker, you know, you need to chill out. Don't come at me like that. I don't like playing like that. I don't even know you like that. This ain't the place to be playing like that on the clock. And, you know, this could turn serious. And I don't want to have to defend myself and harm you. You see what I'm saying? And so you tell him that you left it at that. That's a good way to, you know, leave it. Like, hey, I don't want to have to defend myself and, you know, 
harm you. But then you wanna, then you don't wanna be overly emotional. Like, cause I remember back in third grade, a motherfucker did the same thing, and I almost beat him to a pulp. And my teacher, Mrs. Johnson, had to, you know, pull me up off of him. You know, and I still have nightmares about that shit too. You know what I'm saying? And my mama came in there and beat my ass till my ass bled. Then my daddy came home and beat me in the back with a wire hanger. You know, that's why I got these issues right now, Teddy. So that's why you can't be doing what you're doing. You know, you can't go off on a tangent like that at all. You can't go off on a tangent like that. Just, you know, speak your piece, let it be known, and, uh, you know, keep it pushing. And what I say about uh, don't express that type of shit over an email or text, you know, a lot of times in these job settings, especially in an email, a motherfucker will test you. I once had a job where I was a warehouse supervisor and, uh, you know, people would like to uh, send uh, catty emails about my team and about how my team moved and shit like that. And, uh, you know, I wasn't one of these per my last email ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? I was one of those folks that I would call you up. I would, you know, ask for your extension and I'd be like, OK, give me a call. I would wait 10 minutes. They wouldn't give me a call. And then I would call them, you know, once they gave me their extension. I'm like, hey, this is my extension. Give me a call. We'll talk about it. And uh, and then they wouldn't. Then I would, you know, ask for their extension. Boom. Ping me right back. And then it's just, you know, I pick up, I had a little cordless phone, like one of them old school Nokia phones. Uh, and, you know, I called him up and be like, well, well I'm reading your email right now. And uh, I just want to read it in the tone that you sent it to me. And then I would read it back in a condescending manner and shit like that. And I'm like, so what? what is exactly is the issue going on? What happened with my team that didn't meet your expectations? Because I really want to make this clear because things get muddled in translation. And then they would then that's when shit would get real. You will see how how they are actually built. You see what I'm saying? You see how a person is built talking to them. But then some folks get bold over the phone. And that's when you have to actually go see them face to face and see if they still got that same kind of energy. Because a lot of times that energy is dead by the time you show up to their office or their cubicle. You see what I'm saying? That's why I say don't express yourself over an email or text because the tone can't be called. It could be interpreted a certain type of way. So you always want to speak about it over the phone. But, you know, it's always best to do it face to face. That's just how you should move. You know, I'm not telling you to storm up in somebody's office flipping tables and shit like that. But it's always best to, you know, see a person face to face and talk to them and, you know, see what their energy is like and see what they're coming at, seeing if they on some petty shit see if they own some angry shit or see if they're just under it's just it could just be a simple misunderstanding but a lot of times these uh you read a lot of these emails with italics meaning sarcastic if you if you catch my drift you know so that's why i always if i got some kind of email that was kind of funny style or some shit it would even be from my boss you know it'd be some kind of funny style ass email and i would just walk up to his office and be like hey what did you mean by this email now I print that motherfucker out too and walk right on up in there, you know, explain yourself, you know, help, help me understand this email because I don't want to, you know, misconstrue anything. So I would just like for you to explain it to me face to face. It will help me a lot better. And then that's that's when that energy kind of shifts and changes like, oh, oh, shit, I got a real one right here. And that's what it just boils down to. So for my fellas out there, and you know, it, it's therapeutic to let that shit out too. And don't harbor any feelings and, you know, have this shit fester and muster up. And, you know, going back to the Teddy situation, 
you know, you let that fester and build up and you go home and you tell your lady about it and she put that battery in your back. You're like, man, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to fuck this motherfucker up. You know what I'm saying? He do the same disrespectful shit. Next thing you know, you done threw a right cross and a left hook and this motherfucker laid out on the ground, you know, fucking his safety goggles done cracked in half and shit. You done knocked him up out his steel toe boots and now you fired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So what you so what you need to do is express that shit right off rip. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to call a, somebody a motherfucker or you know use some n bombs and all this other shit. Just express yourself. Just like hey, I'm feeling this. I'm don't even tell a motherfucker you feeling some sort of way, but just let it be known. Get that you know express yourself. You know you don't want to harbor that energy. And I think on the low, that's why uh, I think that's why men die earlier than women because we hold a lot of shit in we don't express ourselves you know a woman will tell you off a rip you know how she feel and if she don't she gonna bring that shit up you know from seven months ago she she gonna tell you how she feels she gets it off her chest and i think that's one thing that us fellas really need to uh, mimic from our women because that's why they live longer they get that shit up out their system and they ain't living with that stress and that high blood pressure you know what i'm saying that leads to other shit so we gotta stop holding shit in let it out but don't be overly emotional all right and like jada kiss said never hold nothing in you supposed to check niggas and he said that on uh the what was that the 40 bars freestyle so y'all can go uh youtube search that so that's been this g code lesson what is that eight uh so never hold anything in express yourself but don't become overly emotional all right one